So Jesus suffered God's wrath in your place. He went and paid for everything you have ever done. Because he did that, he is able now to forgive you because a payment has been paid. And this is why the Bible says, it is finished. In other words, for you and I to go to heaven, the work has already been done. We're not going to heaven because of any work that we do. Because the Bible says in Ephesians 2, 8, 9, For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works. There's nothing that I can add to what he's already accomplished. It is finished. And he said that when he was on the cross. He paid for our sins. So my sin debt has been paid. All that God wants me to do is believe that he did it for me. So that's why he says, by faith alone, you're saved by faith, believing that what he did was for you. So that's why that is such an important issue. Paid in full. There is no other payment to be made. There's nothing that you have to do. You can't add to something that's finished, paid in full. So between me and God, I don't have anything between us. The sin has been taken away. Not because I was so good. I'm not going to heaven because I'm good. I'm going to heaven because He's good. And this is why He says back there in the book of Exodus that these words of showing mercy. Mercy. It means that I don't get what I deserve. I deserve to go to hell, but I got mercy. Now, I get to go to heaven, so I'm getting something that I don't deserve, and that's heaven. I don't deserve that. But it's great. Grace means I didn't deserve it. So when he's talking about long-suffering, do you realize he put up with me for 18 years before I heard the gospel? What if he'd have let me die? I'd have gone straight to hell. But he was long-suffering. God was so good. And the Bible says in the book of Romans in chapter 2, the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. Caused me to change my mind when I saw how good God was. When I realized I don't have to serve God to go to heaven. I don't have to be a goody-goody two-shoes and be a sweet little Jesus boy walking the streets of Tampa. I'm a, I'm a sinner. That's what I am. But he loved me. But when I saw how good God was to me, to give me eternal life, make me his child, and I get to go to heaven when I die, I changed my mind. I want to serve him. I want to please him. But I'm not doing it to get to heaven. I'm doing it because I'm going to heaven. He's already paid for my sins. I'm already going to heaven. And I want other people to know it. Because there's a lot of people that's never heard this before in their life. Now, keep this in mind. There's something that religion says, and there's something that what Christ says. They are different. There's a lot of religions in the world, all kinds of churches, all kinds of preachers. You say, well, we all preach the same thing. No, we don't. Understand the difference. You see, religion says, yes, Christ is important, but he's not enough. He's important, but he's not enough. I have to help him. So yes, I trust Christ 90%, but I believe I've got to do at least 10%. Okay, then you're trusting in your works to get you to heaven. Your 10% annuls the 90%. Because God can only save you by grace. Completely, 
You're trusting Him and not yourself. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Not of yourself. means that you cannot trust you. You can't trust in your good works. You cannot add to something that's already finished. I told a person one time, I says, if Christ did 99% and you only had to do 1%, and let's say whatever that 1% is, you got to do that. Well, if you have to do this and you don't do it, where do you go? That's to hell. So it doesn't matter that Christ did 99%. If you have to do this 1%, it annuls everything Christ did. So a man is not saved by his works, not even one work. Don't worry about 10 or 15 or 20, regardless of how long you have so far you've lived. You take all of that time, you haven't done anything worthy of God saving you. It's not by your works. You see, God says Christ did it 100%. He totally paid the way. There's nothing that I can add to that. He did it all. This is salvation by God's grace. And that's the only kind of salvation there is. There is no other option. But there is an option to something I'll show you in just a minute. Maybe you've heard of John 3.16. For God so loved the world, well that's you and me, that He gave His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. That whosoever, anyone, whosoever believeth in Him... You believe that what he did on the cross, he did that for you. You may have heard it and still don't know where you're going to die. But will you believe he paid for your sins and you're trusting that to get you to heaven? Then you can say right now, I know I'm going to heaven. I know I have eternal life. I don't have any sins to pay for. He paid for all of my sins and forgave me of all my sins. Should not perish. That means you won't go to hell, but have everlasting life. means you get to go to heaven. John 3, 17 says... For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. In John 3, 18, there's two options. He that believeth on Him is not condemned. All right, that's me. I believed on Him, I am not condemned. I'm not condemned today, and I cannot be condemned tomorrow. Because, you see, the law cannot condemn a dead man. Christ's death was put to my account as though I died. I've already died in Christ. His death was put to my account as though I did it. It's like I went to that cross and I paid for my sins and I was buried and I came back again from the dead because I was crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. But look at the next part of that verse. He that believeth not is condemned when? He's already condemned. That's why Jesus didn't come into the world to condemn the world because the world's already condemned. You are already condemned. You know what most people think? Whenever you die, you'll stand before the, the judge. And you're going to put these scales out there. And you're going to put your good works on this side and all your bad works on this side. And then you're going to see which way it goes. And if your good outweighs the bad, you get in. And if it don't, you go down. So a lot of people think, well, you have to wait till you die to find out, and then you're going to have to sweat it out, and then you'll, well, I'm, I hope I'm going. I, I hope, I hope, I hope. But it, that's not me. I've already settled it. I settled it a long time ago. The old account was settled long ago. 
He that believeth not is condemned already. Why? Because he hath not believed. Why is a man condemned? Not because he has sins. No, they've been paid for. It's not because he doesn't go to church, because he doesn't give money. No, it's because he hath not believed. You didn't trust the Lord. And once you trust Christ as your Savior, He gives you eternal life. Now, your choice is so important because it's either heaven or hell. You are already condemned. You're already going to hell. So He made a way for us to go to heaven. And He says in John 3, 36, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. When do you have everlasting life? Well, when you believe it. He that believeth hath. Present tense hath right now. God says eternal life is the gift of God. It's free. And yet you'll find out there's people all over the world that are trying their best, going to church, giving money, hoping that that'll get them into heaven someday. And they don't get it. They just don't get it. It's a gift. It's free. You don't have to promise God anything. Salvation is you receiving from Him the free gift of eternal life. That Blew my mind when I heard that. He says, He that believeth not the Son of God. That means you don't believe it. The wrath of God abideth on him. So when you die, if you believe, you go to heaven. If you don't believe, you go to hell. I want to make sure that when you come here to this church, you understand that. I don't want to have to stand before God and give account to God that I didn't make it clear, that I didn't make it simple. You see, if there is no hell, there isn't a purpose in having a Savior. Why would we need someone to go to the cross and die on the cross to pay for our sins if there's nothing to save us from? Now, I want you to look at this. Because in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22, it says, And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. So, some people think that baptism is going to get you to heaven. When you get baptized, is there shedding of blood? No. So then there's no forgiveness of sin. You see, if there's no shedding of blood for your sin, then baptism can't help you. Because there's, there can be no forgiveness. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. And baptism, there's no blood required in it. What about church rituals? Well, we have, uh, you know an offering, and, and, and we have communion, but there's no blood there. So that means that uh, that cannot save you. It means that if there's no blood, then that means that there's no forgiveness of sin. So the church cannot forgive you of your sins. You don't trust the church. You don't trust your good works. You don't trust the preacher. You don't trust yourself. I would hate to think that my going to heaven depend upon me being good. How good would you have to be? Perfect. There is no good heaven. You'd have to be perfect. How you doing? Prayer, now that's important. Everybody knows it's nice to pray. All these things are nice to do, but the only thing is, though, prayer does not save you. And because prayer doesn't require blood, then it cannot forgive you of your sins. You see, you must have the blood sacrifice that the Bible talks about. Changing your life. A lot of people would love to change their life. You know, I'm doing all these things bad. I want a better life for myself. Well, you can go to church after church after church. Join all of them. You haven't changed you one bit. You've changed churches. 
but your old sinful nature that you have is still the same. You see, it's, on, it's an inside job. You've got an old sinful nature. You can do that to try to make you feel good, but you see, there's, um, there's no blood sacrifice in joining churches and changing your life. There's no blood there. What about asking Him to save you? You see, a lot of people say, I'm asking God to save me. No. You can ask Him all day long, but it's not in asking. It's in trusting. You can ask for something and never believe it. You see, when I trusted Jesus Christ as my Savior, it means I'm depending upon Him to keep His Word and take me to heaven. That's different. I can ask Him till I'm blue in the face. And a lot of people have said, well, when I was a little child, I asked Jesus to come into my heart. Chapter and verse. It's not there. And so how do you know he came in? Well, because I asked him. Words that say, if you do this, you will have this. But it's not there. You see, if you trust Christ as your Savior, Christ will indwell you. You don't have to ask him to indwell you. He does that automatically when you trust him. See, you trusting him and believing on him that will get you eternal life. Because if you don't, there's no forgiveness of sins. Turning from your sins, all right, here you are, you're on drugs, running around with the boys or the girls and doing things you ought not. Okay, well, what about all of that? Do you have to quit? God says, not by works of righteousness which we have done. It's not you turning from some sins. Sin's on the inside of you. It's the way you are. God knows how you think, how you feel. And there's some sins that, well, you may never hang on the walls of your home, but you may hang them on the walls of your mind. Things that you would never show or reveal. But God knows the thoughts. He knows our motive. He knows everything. So do you have to turn from sin to be saved? No. If you had to turn from sin, which sin? How many? How long? See, so you still wouldn't have a clue. And turning from sin, there's no blood sacrifice made there. So that means there's no forgiveness of the sins. What about just confess your sins? I did this and it was wrong. That's nice that you confessed your sin, but that doesn't save you. I am a sinner. That doesn't save me. Everybody can know that they're sinners. They're not perfect, but it doesn't save anybody. Because I can say that, but there's no sacrifice there. And there is no forgiveness of sins. What about confessing Christ? Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord to the glory of God the Father. Everybody can confess, and they're going to. But most of them are going to do it too late. So you can confess, yes, there is a God, but that doesn't get you to heaven. I used to believe there is a God, but I just didn't know God. I didn't know what God said, and I didn't know what God did. I was totally ignorant of the truth. So no forgiveness of sins. Commit your life to Christ. Because you hear all the time, you've got to commit your life to Christ. That means you've got to promise you're going to live your life for the Lord. No, that puts you as the person who's saving yourself. Because if you don't commit your life to the Lord and you don't serve the Lord, then you're not going to be saved. But that doesn't require a blood sacrifice. So therefore, no forgiveness. Give your life to Him, same thing. Make Him Lord of all, same thing. And to keep promises that you make to God, you can keep all the promises you ever made. But you have to be perfect, and nobody's perfect. And there's no sacrifice there. Now, let me ask you this. Did you ever hear that Jesus Christ died on the cross? 
Well, was there shedding of blood? Well, slap my mouth. We got a right answer on this thing. And so that's why, because he shed his blood, that means he was innocent, dying for the guilty. Now, who's the guilty? We are the guilty. The just died for the unjust. He wasn't guilty. But because he died and paid for us, he can forgive us of all of our sins. There is no other way. There is no one else. And this is why it's so important. That verse one more time, Acts chapter 10, verse 43, says, To him give all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever, I wonder what that word means. Probably means some. Or could whosoever really mean whosoever? Could it mean anybody? Think for a moment. When Christ died on the cross, who did he die for? Sinners? How many? All of them? You don't really believe that, do you? Do you believe he he really died for all people? You know, there's people today that teach that he didn't die for everybody. There's some people who teach that he doesn't love everybody. That he only pick a few here and a few there, and he loved them more than he loved somebody else, and he chose to save them, so he only had to pay for their sins. I believe the Bible says, for God so loved the world. And I believe the world means the world. And that he made a payment for the sins of the whole world. And everybody can have it. So to him give all the prophets witness. That means in the Old Testament it prophesied that through his name, whosoever believeth in him. Did you know that it didn't say that you had to stop something, join something, and give something? It's just talk about, will you believe this? Will you believe? Anybody can do that. Anybody can believe. All you got to do is, I believe he did that for me. Then God said, I give you eternal life. You mean that's all I got to do? That's all you can do. If you had to earn it, could you? If you had to go to church. Okay, which church? Well, this one, of course. Well, you have to give money. Okay. How much? All you got. Where? Here, of course. So everybody's after people's money or membership. And to go to heaven, you don't have to give either one. You don't have to belong to a church. You don't have to be water baptized. You don't have to give any money. You mean it's free? That's too easy. What if God loved us that much? He really wanted you to believe this is how much I love you. I'm going to give it to you free. Without you earning it or doing anything, promising anything. You mean I can trust Christ as my Savior, He'd give me eternal life, and I can go out here and still live like I please and get away with it? Or you can go out here and live like you please, but you can't get away with it. There's still consequences. Understand this. When you trust Christ as your Savior, He gives you a choice. You have a choice. You can be obedient or disobedient as His child. I am a child of God. I'm going to heaven when I die. So now God said, if I would obey him and serve him, he would bless my life and reward me when I get to heaven. He said, if I don't, oh, I'm still going to heaven, but he's going to chasten me, maybe take me home before my time. He says, many are sick and weak and some are dead. So yes, God can work in your life, but this is why it's so important. As a child of God, you've got to make choices, decisions. So the reason we study the Word of God is so I can make wiser decisions for my life. And you see, there comes a time when my mommy and daddy couldn't answer for me anymore. I'm on my own. I have to make my decisions. And I made some good ones, and I made some other kind. Say what? I'm not telling. Get this. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. 
There is none. This is why it's the most important thing in all the world to realize that when Christ died, it did it so that your sins could be forgiven. If he forgives me of all my sins and there's no sin that he can use against me to keep me from going in, why can't I go into heaven? Let's just pretend for a moment. I'm God, okay? I'm God. And you was to die and you was to come before me and you looked at me and says, God, I'm ready to come in. I said, eh, not so fast. Why should I let you into my heaven? What would you say? Why should I let you come into my heaven? Well, I've been pretty good. I used to sing in the choir. Why, I was a deacon. Why, I even went to the church of your choice. Now, you know the story about the church of your choice? Each week, take your voice to the church of your choice and sing all the hymns with respect. We'll be glad to get you and your offering too. Be it cash, money, order, or check. Our doctrines are clear. Just be good and sincere. If you're tired of your sin, we will welcome you in. If you show up at least once a year. <laughs> you got to admit, you like my song? But see, that's what a lot of people are doing. They're going to the church of their choice. Well, you ought to hear the music they have. Oh, that's a good reason to go. Well, their pews, uh, they don't have those pews like some churches, you know, like they do at Calvary. They got lounge chairs and lazy boy chairs. And they even had waiters come by with some tea you can sip it while the preacher's up there talking. They even furnish popcorn. There's some preachers that don't want to offend you in any way because they don't want to make you upset or mad. And so they don't talk about sin because that just makes people feel uneasy. Well, when you come here, I want to comfort the afflicted and afflict the comforted. I want you to think about your eternal destination because one of these days, it's heaven or it's hell. And this is why it's so important. So, Ephesians 1.7 makes this statement. In whom? In Christ. We have redemption through His blood. Now, see those next few words? The forgiveness of sin. Why can God forgive you of your sins? Because of the payment he made. And see, last part of it, according to the riches of his grace. Not because you earned it. It's because it's the gift of God. It's free. God loves us so very, very much. Let me show you an illustration. You've probably never seen this before. I just thought of this. Having eternal life and knowing that you're going to heaven has brought me the most comfort of anything I have ever heard and ever learned. So I want you to listen to this part better than you listen to anything that I've said. This hand represents you and me. The wallet represents sin. We all have sin on us. God loves us. Now, he hates our sin, but he loves us. And for us to pay for sin is death and hell. Since everybody sins, everybody dies. Now, there is a heaven, but it's a perfect heaven. And because of sin, we can't get in. So our good works will never be good enough. We cannot live good enough to go to heaven. So God says, you can't go. It's not by your works. 
So how can a man that's a sinner get to go to a perfect heaven? This hand represents Jesus Christ. He's the Lord. God in the flesh. He came into this world because he loves us. He hates our sin, but he loves us. He hates our sin because it separates us from him. So we couldn't do anything about it. All we can do is die. But he could because he was innocent. He didn't have to die. He came into the world and took upon himself a body and he lived a perfect life. And he took all the sin of all the world and paid for it on the cross. Came back again from the dead and said that if you and I, if we would believe that he did it for us, he would put that payment that he made to our account. I get to go to heaven on what he did for me. It's like I paid for all my sins all by myself, but I didn't. I didn't even pay for one of them. He paid for all of them. Paid in full. That's what he meant when he says, it's finished the work for me to go to heaven. He did. People say, you got to do good works. He did it. I don't have to do any good work. He did it all for me. He did it for me. He's my substitute. He died in my place. I hope you understand what I'm saying. I want you to have eternal life. I want you to go to heaven when you die. And there are no tricks to this. No gimmicks. Let's pray, shall we? With head bowed and eyes closed and no one looking around, I'm not going to ask you to join the church this morning. I'm not going to ask you to be baptized this morning. I'm not going to ask you for any money this morning. I just want you right where you're sitting. I want you to receive something, not give something. I want you to receive something, not promise something. So right now in the quietness of this moment, just between you and the Lord, would you just talk to him and say, Lord, I don't understand it all, but I know I'm a sinner. And I believe that Christ died and paid for my sins. And so right now, I will trust him as my Savior. And friend, if you will trust Christ as your Savior, God said he would save you right now, give you eternal life. When you get up to leave, you can say, I'm going to heaven. Because today, I have been forgiven of all my sins. Christ paid for my sins, and I believe it. And if you'll trust him right now, he said he would save you right now. And if you're making that decision, I'd like to know. And so in just a moment, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. Raising your hand is just to let me know so that I can have prayer for you. That's all. And I do it with head bowed so that nobody's embarrassed. Is there anyone at all who say, yes, preacher, that made sense to me. And I will trust Christ as my Savior. Friend, would you just slip your hand up very quickly and put it right back down? Anyone at all? God bless you. Anyone else? God bless you, ma'am. You can put it down. Anyone else? There's no tricks to it, no gimmicks. Not going to pin you up against the wall or embarrass you in any way. You say, I want to be certain of going to heaven, and today I realize I can't save myself. I can only trust Christ as the one who died on that cross to pay for my sins. Anyone else before we close? Our Father, we do thank you so much for all your love for us, for being so good to us, and for those that this morning indicated that they would trust you as Savior. By doing so, they become your child. Their sins are all forgiven. They get to go to heaven, not because of any good thing they've done, but because you love them so. We ask your blessings upon them. We pray you'll put a hedge about them and protect them. Help each one of us to, to have a clear gospel message to present to other people that many have never heard before. We thank you for them. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.